Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Thank you, Father. Oh, we're so impressed by you, Father. We're in awe of you, Father. Thank you for how you change our lives. Thank you for how you you turn our lives around for glory for you and goodness for us, peace for our lives and our families. You give us hope for the new day, the days to come. You're such a good dad. Amen. Grab your seats. They opened it. It's good. Thanks, Cass. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, team. Fletcher. Good job, man. Well done, Lily, too. And Joel. Who's he? What's your name? Oh, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you got to get some humor back in there. You know, oh, have it this way. Mm. Speaking of humor, what great dad jokes Pastor Steve had last week. He lamented over the delivery of that joke. Yeah, I heard it on Thursday. And he's like, oh, just killed it. Um, but it was good. Like, dad jokes. I love, I love the feeling of dad jokes. Because you have to have bad jokes to go with the good jokes and dad jokes. It's just it's this weird mixture that has to happen. And I wonder, you know, there's this... We get a picture of the throne room of heaven... Um, in the Bible, it talks about you know the angels are, are going around the throne room of uh, the throne of the Father, like God, and and each time they go around, they're saying "Holy, Holy," and I'm just because he's the Father as well. I'm wondering what do they do when he tells a dad joke? Is it still holy? Like, oh man, it's a good one, Father. I, that's, that's really funny in my head. I, I imagine. Because he's a father as well, so do you think he's going to have he's got to have humour as well, doesn't he? Well, he gave us humour. Exactly. Are you just chewing on that idea of like the angels going around and maybe being irreverent to? Father? It's not. They're not. It's okay. Yeah, sorry, I messed you up with that one. It was funny to me. So uh, I have been uh, I've been chewing over Luke 15, which has a few parables in it that Jesus speaks on. And you would have heard it before. It's got the, the parable of the, of the shepherd looking for the lost sheep, the one lost, leaves the 99 and goes for the one. Uh, it's got the parable of the lost coin in it, which is the lady who find, has 10 coins, loses one, and just searches her whole house, does a really good midnight cleanup, uh, cleans the fridge out, cleans the bathroom out, can't find this coin anywhere, and um, eventually finds it because she's looking for it. And... Um, it's obviously a reflection of like the father's heart to, to us in that he will, uh, Jesus is the shepherd and, and goes looking for us and, and the Holy Spirit is, is looking for us as well. It's, um, it's the wisdom. Then there's the father. So in, in Luke, we want to pick it up in Luke 15. If you have your Bibles, it's going to come up on the screen anyway, but um, don't feel bad if you don't have your Bible with you at all everything's fine everything's fine you're doing good you're doing good um <laughs> you're safe <laughs> so Luke 15 thank you oh man um I was just before I do go on the the picture that we have here is uh of Jesus in a room in a place wherever he is uh and there's there's a bunch of people around him it says that there's uh tax collectors and sinners 
Mm. Those bad tax collectors. Yeah, I know. That's right, Ezra. Um, and these are these are Jewish people, so they're actually part of the God's nation, um, God's children, uh, and they're ones that have that have uh, said no to the culture and the and the. I don't know, the pattern of the way that the nation works. Because if you think about the Hebrew nation, everything is about, about honouring God, family, and and this connection, this relationship with God the Father and, and his people. It's, it's, it really blows my mind to, to imagine as how different our culture is here. We, we have you know, public holidays for just take a day off, you know, like give us our public holidays and better make them on a weekend or we're going to be um, – what's this Tuesday business, huh? Um, and but, um, but this is all about all their days and their festivals and, and their fasting and that is all about a relationship to, with the fathers. God, God setting up this great relationship. It's just beautiful to me. Um, but these are guys – Around Jesus, these are actually people that are following him, that want to hear what he has to say. They're the tax collectors, who, by the way, are a treasonous bunch of people. They're actually, they're, they've sold out their own nation to collect money for the, for the nation that's now in charge over them, that's now um, conquered them. Um, so you think about it, it's pretty, pretty rough. I know I, in my head I always used to think about, oh, man, the tax collectors get a bad run, but they, they were, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, you wouldn't think of them as being very nice. And then there's the sinners. These are people that are uh, religious outcasts. So they've actually, they're ones that are following their own way of doing things. Same as the tax collectors. So, and then we have the Pharisees and the religious elite, the teachers of the law. They're there as well. And obviously there's Jesus and his disciples. So that's just the picture that we've got here. And right at the start, um, it describes that. And it says how the Pharisees say, um, ugh, hanging around with his tax collectors again. It's like he welcomes them in, wants to eat with them. These are people that if they were to walk down a street and they saw someone like that, they would stop their clothes from touching them because to be around with them and to touch them is to be with them, be as them. Um, so there's a bit of a mindset there going on there. Um, so they, And they were muttering and complaining. So then Jesus told them those two parables that I just mentioned. Uh, and then he goes on to the prodigal son. Um the prodigal son. So let's read it. This is from the Amplified. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. Two sons. The younger of them, uh, yeah, the Amplified says, inappropriately said to his father, father, give me the share of the property that falls to me. Have you heard this one before? Don't switch off. Don't switch off. Um, so let's just listen to what God wants to say to us and just... Just, just grab out, just grab out um, what he's saying to you about, about the younger son, the older son, because you've heard this before. You know where I'm going. It's not a surprise to you. Oh, if it is, great, excellent. Be here. This is for other people I'm talking. If you haven't heard it before, uh, and about God the Father, about about His way of seeing us, and and maybe you're a father here, and you're and you see elements of God the Father in this, and you're like, oh man, I'm not like that. I wish I was. I wish I was loving patient and accepting and and just just forgiving and all these things i'm blowing my points what am i doing no it's uh i wish i was like that but let me just say right now you can be like that and i i I just want to there's something i wrote down (laughs) i put my scripture right at the end of my notes 
and and the thing I want to say now is right at the start of mine, so I'm going backwards and forwards. Anyway, so I just wanted to say, I, um, if you're a father and there's something in here that you say, oh, yes, I want to be like that, I, de- I declare the freedom over fathers' minds and hearts and emotions to be just like the father. So every attribute that I point out of the father is yours. It's free and untainted by man's hand. You have purity in this. You have a righteous in status. Jesus has done that for you. So I release the attribute to the father, to the fathers. Amen. Let's go. Can I get back there? Yes, I can. Tax collectors, grumble, mutter, mutter. Okay, there's two men. Um, so the younger of them said to us, why did... Okay, it doesn't matter. This, I'm having an argument in my head. Move on. The younger of them said, I want my share of the property. So if you don't know about the, the way that uh, the system worked back then is that when the father passes away, uh, the inheritance goes to the children. Well, actually to the in this instance, to the males. Uh, it goes to the firstborn, gets double. And then, so if there was two sons, which there is, two-thirds would go to the older son and a third would go to the younger son. So he says, give me what's mine. Uh, what's going to fall to me? Um, so the reason why it says inappropriate is because the dad has to be dead. The father has to be dead for him to receive this. So what's he saying? You're dead to me. I don't want your relationship. I want what you can give me. And I want to do it my way, by the way. I don't want to follow this culture. I don't want to follow the way things are because that, my friends, is the problem. It's the big problem. It's the shackles of the generations are upon me and I stand alone. No, it doesn't. He's not. Well, he possibly he thinks he's a genius and a revelatory God sent to the people, but he, he then takes. But what's amazing is the father then s- says yes. I think culturally, if a young man was to say that to a father in this instance, in this place, the father would say, then get out. You don't have a place here in this family anymore. If you want me dead and out of the way, you can leave and you're dead to us and the family. I think, I think that would possibly be the view of the Pharisees in the room and the, and, the, and the cultural people who follow the law. They would like, this is wrong. The father did what? So he splits up. It says he divided his estate between them. Um, he di- divides his property. So what he would have got in death for his father, he gives it to him. In his, life, in his father's life. And it says the property actually is the Greek word bios, which is life. So he divides his life and gives it to his son so that his son can then go and live his life the way he wants to. So a few days later, the younger son gathers together everything that he had and travelled to a distant country. He goes away and goes to a place where he says, I can be my, myself and live my best life. And he goes and does it. Just caution to the wind. Um just uh, no fetters on me. There are no chains on me. I'm going to dance the way I want to dance. And he danced and he danced. He wasted his fortune in reckless and immoral living. Now, everyone say now. now. When he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country and he began to do without and be in need and visit the Salvation Army. Uh so, but then he, he went and forced himself on one of the citizens. So I think he's actually going to like forced labor here. That's my opinion of it. But I didn't look up that word. Sorry, I should have. Uh, 
But you didn't know that before I mentioned it. I apologize for mentioning it. Now I'm further down the cycle. So that's okay. Uh, went into to one of the citizens of the country and, and just to feed the pigs, just to do something. Um, and he would have gladly eaten the pods that the, the pigs were eating, um, but they could not satisfy his hunger. Oh, I wonder if anything he did once he left his family really satisfied his hunger. He had a hunger and it wasn't for chicken. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. Oh, man. Okay. No one was giving anything. No one was giving anything to him. Um, but when he finally came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired? We're going to go for time. Let's keep moving, Adrian. How, um, how many of my father's Father's hired men have more than enough food while I'm here dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and again against your sight. He gets this, he's, um, he's working out how he can get himself back into the family. Um, he realizes he's done, done messed up big time, man. I've done messed up, um, done, it, done it bad. Um, and he's, young, he's trying to come, he's come to his senses, which is a great thing for us to do, isn't it? What am I doing? What am I doing? And tries logically to, to find a way but to return to his previous life. Um, so in the context of culture, he's essentially requesting to be apprenticed to one of the skilled workers of the house so that he can pay back his debt. Because um, I want to be like the hired men, not like the slaves, just like you know the hired men so I can actually work and, and pay back this debt, Father. So he's, he's like got a logical way of, of getting back into the family. Um, isn't this, sorry, I just want to go back for a sec. How, how beautiful a picture of God being God the Father and, and our provider. Um, the love he shows for, his, for this son, even though the son, they knew he'd go out and blow it and he didn't let him down. But the love that the father showed in, in allowing him his own course. In, no, you're not going to go out and do that. You're going to stay here in the family and, you, and you're going to learn what's right. But he... The father knows best in this situation and let him out there. And then he provided for him as well. So coming back, he um, so the son then comes back. So the, the father sees him from a long distance. The, the father's keeping watch. The father is, is, is guarding his land. The father is, is the defender of his land. He's also, he's the lord of the estate, but he's the defender of the land. So he's, he's keeping an eye out and he sees his son. I love this picture. Can can we just chew on that for a second? That that he sees you, he sees you. This is the perfect father we're talking about here, because this is a reflection of the perfect father. He sees you. He sees me. Knows exactly what he needs. The son's still reciting the 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 words over in his in his head. Okay, I'm probably going to meet one of the servants, and I'm going to have to, you know, go through this process of when someone comes in because I'm dead to them, right? I've messed up big time. Uh, I've got to do the whole procedure right. But the father just just bypasses all that, runs out to him, runs out to him. So it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been common for the fathers back then to run, uh, to you know, hitch up their robe and show off their legs as they ran. Maybe Elijah's okay with that, but I, I think... Um, uh, this wouldn't have been normal for the, the paterfamilias to the owner of the grand estate, the pillar of communities to lift up his robe and bare his legs and run like a child or a young man. 
So he didn't care about his dignity and, and his, he just, he's just love. This is just love and forgiveness. And he fell on him and kissed him. The younger son tried to repeat his lines, but the father says, no, no, um, the father, the father who's the restorer, who's the forgiver, he ignores the, the, the young son's speech and says, yeah, bring me the best robe and put it on him, bring a ring on him. Um, doesn't get him washed first, by the way. I don't know if that messes with your brain. The guy's been in a pigsty and he probably hasn't gotten any better on the journey coming home either. So, so he stinks. Um, and, and the best robe would have been the father's robe. I think Chelsea mentioned that. I remember you speaking on this a while ago. It would have been the father's robe. That would have been the best robe. Uh, and the ring is, is a sign of, 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 coming, of authority and being a part of the family. Um, so the father's saying, you're not, you're not going to earn your way back into the family. I'm just simply going to take you back. I'm going to cover your nakedness, poverty and rags, uh, with the robes of my office and honour. How beautiful is that? That wasn't me. I stole that from a book. So these are all elements of the father we see in the, in the, young, the young son. Um, he's also the patient redeemer, you know. He, he's patiently waiting because so, he would have been looking for him, even though he's dead, like, because the father says later that the son was dead, but now he's alive again. He's lost, but now he's found. But he was still on his mind. He was still on the father's mind. I, I love this. Um, it speaks to me of, of when I've made mistakes and I'm like, yeah, I messed up now. And I knew I was going to mess up, and I still did it anyway. And and now I'm coming back to the Father. I, I think of this. I think of Him running to me. Um, I think of Him embracing me and covering my nakedness, and 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 saying, "You you you're back home. Let's go." So that's the younger brother. Then then obviously they have a party. Uh, by the way, I think I was reading up that I, I don't think that meat was a, a staple meal in each of their or staple component in each of their meals um, mostly it was other stuff obviously but um, meat was reserved for certain times and certain places and they would eat it but it would be limited so so the idea of, of you know let's just get some food and have a party uh, not just food it's also the fattened calf which would have been a very select occasion very special occasion the father is showing how, how much he is excited to have it back and it's not just him it's gonna it's the whole family and it's the whole community You're like you know let's get it on get the band let's have some fun down here and so they they're partying so much so that the older the older brother hears it um so you, again don't switch off because i feel that in my head not listening to me are you <laughs> you are listening mm. uh so the older brother so so the younger brother is is about um just following yourself and and your desires and being free and being open and and we see that in, in these movements that have come like in in the generations before us which is like free free we've got to be free we've got to be free we've got to be free can't be held up by these chains anymore um, but then we come to the older brother who is, is more about the, the moral conformity, uh, following the rules, staying there. He saw his son take off, his brother, no son, his brother take off. No, I'm going to stay. So this is him. But when he hears about the big feast and the celebration, I'm just going to paraphrase the rest of it. Sorry, if, let's just move on because I'll run out of time if I have to just read. I'm already out of time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're doing great, Adrian. Come on. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I get a, yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Um, uh, 
so when he hears there's a big feast in this celebration, he puts on it and, and he finds out why. Um, oh, it's now the older brother's time to disgrace the father. Mm. He was furious. His anger was white hot and he refused to go in. And so he's, I don't know, like the barn is there because in my, my imagination it's a barn and they're having a, having a party in there and he's over the side just like, just kick something over. He's trying to get everyone's attention, rattling the tin cans like, you can't even see me, they're having so much fun over there. I can't believe that. So moral conformity, he's, he's followed the law. Let's go back to the start of this chapter where it talks about um, the tax collectors and the sinners. Obviously, they're the younger brother, right? They're the ones who have run away and, and are now following Jesus. So they're the ones eager to hear from him. But we've got the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who are there and they're, and they're just there to looking for trouble. Looking for trouble. Just angry, angry, angries. And um, so he's, where was I going with that? Yeah, that's okay. So they're the, they're, the, um, they're the older brother following the moral conformity because that's the way we do it. That's the way it's done. Good people get good things. Follow on the law. Don't you step outside the law, Stevie. Um, so, but, but his anger and furiousness, righteous indignation over here is actually dishonoring the father. Because now the father, who is, who is the, the host of the party, has to leave and, and go and, and find out what's going on with his son. So the, the son says, um, what does the son say? He's furious over him. He's angry. So he says, you've, you've done, never done this for me. I've always, you've never, always, never, always, always, never, never, never had it. You've got it. You've never given it to me. Angry because I've done all the right things here, Father. He actually says, Look, it's almost like, Look, you, I followed your rules. I stuck around when he left. I'm doing the right thing. I'm the good son. Doesn't realize that he's following the moral conformities, is, is actually what has alienated him. He's over here now, and he's, the father's had to come to him. Do you notice it's a similar picture to the younger son. The father goes out to the younger son. The father goes out to the older son. He's, out, he's going out there. But in this case, it's, the, it's his righteousness. It's actually the son's righteousness. It's a Pharisee's righteousness. It's the teachers of the law's righteousness. It's my righteousness that separates me from the father. I did all the right things and stuff still happened. What's going on? Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kylie. She's been there too. I'm sure you have as well. I don't feel alone in what I'm saying. I, I, I hear, I've, we're all in this together. Um, so that wouldn't have been an easy decision you know, there's a costly decision for the father to go out there because he's, he has a position to maintain, but he goes anyway. He, he goes anyway. Just like he did for the younger son, he went anyway. So the son is furious. The older son is furious over, over the fattened calf being never being given to him and now given to this son. If you imagine, so 
the Pharisees are there. Jesus is painting a picture for the old, the older son is you Pharisees. The older son is me, Adrian. <laughs> I see elements in this of me. I don't necessarily see people come to Jesus like these and, and go, well, that's not right. But is there elements of this in, in me? And it's something for us to, yeah, let's keep going. I follow the law. I've ne- never disobeyed you. So I have rights. And, and you have no right to act unilaterally like that, Father. This is what the older son is saying to him. So he's actually got his own righteousness. Why, why does he need, why does he even need the Father? He's, he's only doing it to get from the Father. So he's doing the right things to get what he should get from the Father because he deserves it. It's not about his relationship with the Father either. Just like the Son, it wasn't about his relationship with the Father. It's the same with the older... Man, I feel sorry for this Father, honestly. Yeah. So though the older brother stayed home, he was actually more distant and alienated from the father than his younger brother because he was blind to his true condition. He didn't see what's going on here. So Jesus is telling his whole story, right? I'm deep in the story in my head. It's almost like it's happening, but it's just a story, a parable from Jesus. But it's powerful, powerful. It's so beautiful the way he's telling the Pharisees this. He's telling you and I this to not be like the older brother. So the, the father's going out, he's imploring, like, son, your, your younger brother was dead, lost, but he's now found. We have to celebrate this. We have to rejoice in this. Because there is, the younger son came to his senses, but the older son still hasn't. And in fact, Jesus leaves the parable hanging on that statement of the Father, we have to celebrate this, but doesn't s- stop it. It's almost like you could, you could, the room would be quiet like this. And they're like, oh no, he's not going to finish it. That's the end of it. Where do we go from here? So it's, isn't it amazing? Jesus finishes the parable of that because he wants us to think about how the actions of the younger son, the actions of the older son, both reveal their heart and not wanting a relationship with the father. The relationship with the father is, is everything. It's, it's what the father's trying to restore in both of them. He wants them back into my family. Come on, guys, let's get back into relationship with me. And it's not about doing the wrong things and discovering that you really made a mistake and then coming back. It's not about doing the right things and trying to deserve your way back into it. It's just about be, being back into the family. Like Jesus wanted them so much, the Pharisees, that he still wants the Pharisees. You know, it's not about the good person being the problem because, you know, it's you guys, you religious people that are the problem. No, it's not. Jesus said, I want you all back in. The Father wants you all back in. So I'm going to make sure that the gateway is open for you to come back in. In fact, I'm going to make sure so much that I'm going to be the gateway for you to get back in. I will be the way that you can come into the Father and come and enjoy the family and relationship with with the Father because that is what restores all things. So he opened it up. He opened it up. How... 
I have no comprehension of where I was going with my notes, but this is great. I'm loving it. A couple of, here we go. This is where I was going to, I'm going to have some fun now, okay? So a couple of tips to, because we want to avoid being the oldest son. And, and here's some, because I, I was, honestly, I'm not thinking of the younger son, the people coming back to Jesus being bad. I, I don't, I love it. I love when people come to Jesus. I love it. I love it. I hear the, the call in, in like, you know, when the whole of, Heaven rejoices when one person comes back. That's, that's, a, that's a big noise and it's, and it's a big celebration. So I, and I celebrate with it. So I'm like, God, how am I like that? Am I like that? Here's some tips. Um, so let's say you've been doing good, living up to the good Christian pattern, and then things go bad. Good, good, bad. Good, good equals good. Good, good, bad. <laughs> It's going really funny in my head right there. But um, so what happens? Do you get angry? Do you get upset? Do you stomp and kick the cans out here? And like, because I've, <laughs> I've done good and now bad stuff is happening. That might be, an indi- you know, and then you're angry. I mean, it's okay to have this conversation with God. I realize that. I'm not stopping you from, from having access to the Father because Jesus is that access, not me. But... But like this is a, oh, oh, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Father, what's going on? I don't want to be like the older son. Help me come back. Come on. I can hear you coming out of the barn. You're walking towards me. I know, I know, but I'm ready for you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have this conversation. Let's find out what's going on in here, right here. I want to hear what's going on in my heart. Um, I know that's an easy one, right? That's an easy one. How about this? Another point, when things go wrong in your life and you know you've been falling short from the standard that you want to live to, what happens to you then? Do you get angry? Who do you get angry with? Yourself. So stupid. Why did I do that? Why did I ever? Now I have to dot, dot, dot. Your conscience torments you, even after you repented. Since, since you can be, since you think that even your repentance, I can't repent deeply enough. I can't repent enough. I haven't named every sin. I haven't, I haven't, you know, specifically written it out. I have to forgive, and I have to do this, and I'm sorry that I did that. You know, it's this um, filled with self-loathing and inner pain. That stood out to me the like massively when I was reading that. I thought. God, you. I do that to myself. I'm not going to make you put your hands up because you can you can imagine what you're doing. I, I beat myself up continually, and then I keep beating myself up. And then when I finish beating myself up, the other self of me then takes over because you know his tire, arms getting tired. So the other guy goes, "Give me a shot." Um, so that's that's not the way it should be because i'm following my own works and my own my own ability to be able to keep myself in check with god which i can't i can't i cannot can you please teach me no i don't want you to teach me i want jesus i want that door i want that gate because that's the only way i'm going to come to jesus and 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 by the way the father says get a robe on this kid let's cover his nakedness let's get him back into the family and let's celebrate even if i am the older brother okay um Okay, man, I've gone over time. I apologize, but I, I, I just want to go with another tip. Um, and this tip, I'm going to tell you a story. It's not a biblical story. It's made up. 
Well, stories are made up. Well, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, not the biblical stories are made up. That's what I wanted to say. So just like, like let's say Jesus one day is telling his disciples, says, uh, I'd like you to carry a stone for me. He didn't give any explanation. So the disciples looked around and grabbed the stone to carry. And Peter, thinking, you know, I'm a practical sort of guy. Oh, let's just get the smaller stone because Jesus didn't say how big it needed to be. Um, carries it. So then you get, Jesus says, all right, follow me. So they go for a walk. About lunchtime, they sit down. Uh, they, he says, get your stones out. And Jesus waves his hand and they all turn into bread. And they all, they all eat. And Peter's like, man, hungry. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, well. Then Jesus stands up and says, all right, I'd like you to carry a stone for me. And Peter's like, yeah, righto. Uh, I got it now. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit slow to start off with it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. Um, so then he looks around for a big, like a, a boulder, something he can actually carry. And he just picks it up. He carries it. It's painful. Makes him stagger. But he carries it. He's like, yes, yes. And then um, Jesus says, follow me. And he goes, man, I can't wait for dinner. Let's go. <laughs> he, then Jesus walking and he's lagging behind because he's really struggling. But he's got, he's got it. You know, got to follow. So then Jesus says, um, leads him to the side of a river around dinner time. Uh, and he says, right, now everyone throw your stones into the water. So they did. Peter just like rolls it in. Um, then he says, all right, follow me. And he begins to walk away. And, and Peter's there with the disciples like, wait a second. What about dinner? What's going on? So Jesus is taking a few steps away. He turns around and he goes, well, don't you remember what I asked you to do? And who I asked you to carry it for? I asked you to carry it for me, not for you. So sometimes, if we're if if a sign that we're 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 leaning towards the older brother is is the older son, I should say, is when we are. Um, I got lost in the whole story. I was really enjoying telling that story, by the way. <laughs> so now I'm trying to just join the dots back in my head. Come on, synapses. Come on. But um, if we're leaning towards the brother, we can see that we're doing stuff. Uh, for our own self are we doing it for us or because Jesus said to do it is, is it, we doing it for us or we doing it for the relationship with the father uh, am I doing it just for me or am I am I doing it just for the joy of doing stuff that God says to do not because of what I'm going to get out of it but because of who he is okay last one let's go but it's a pretty good one and this one smacked me around the head so get ready holy spirit's coming <laughs> Um, when when things go wrong and go bad, um, it's it's your private prayer life. Um, you're the older brother. If that's the only time that your private prayer life sort of really comes onto the scene, it's about a, a dryness in our private time with with the Father. It's knocking me around so much I can't even explain it properly. But that's what happens with the. I wonder what the relationship with the older son is with the father while the younger son has gone off partying. Um, there's a distance there. And there should not be a distance there. And, and yeah, it's okay to... I'm, I'm, I don't think the father is giving us a hard time that it, this is something that kickstarts because in, in, in Scripture, that's when God's calling people back to himself is when stuff happens. He's like, come on, I'm, I'm letting you know it's time. It's time to get back to me. Um, but let's do that more, <laughs> not just when things are serious or bad. Let's, let's work on our private. I just know that the, 
God is is mobilizing us in our prayer life. God is God is building something in me and he's building it in you. Just just reading his word, um, just saying, Father, I want to spend some time with you. Would you just tell me something about you that I don't know? And he's just pouring it out, pouring it out. Okay, I'm, I'm out of time. So God, just go and read Luke 15 um, and ask him to show you some stuff. There's a um, one statement that I had. Um, Chelsea gave me a great book. It was called The Prodigal, Prodigal God. Um, and it's a small one, so you can read it easily if you want to read something. It's, it's really cool. It just Actually, get hers because she's highlighted all the good stuff. Um, one of them says that the, how can the inner workings of the heart be changed from a dynamic fear and anger to that of love? To that from dynamic fear and anger. It's this, um, this idea of the older brother of like just how do we change it to love, joy, and gratitude? It says that you need to be moved by the sight of what it costs you to bring you home. And I'm reminded of Luke 7 where um, the lady comes and, and, and washes Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears. And, and Jesus says, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he was forgiven little, loves little. Uh, I think we've all been forgiven much, 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 much. And, and going through communion this morning, just remembering something that I'm like, God, I'm so thankful that you have forgiven me for this. Jesus, you died on the cross for that to be wiped out of my life. I'm so thankful. Let's just take a moment to thank him. Thank you, Father, for, for revealing what you need to through this message, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just showing the wonderful Father heart to us of love and of calling out if we're being the older son. God, we're sorry. I'm sorry. I want that relationship with you, Father. I don't want to be right in my own eyes. I want what you have. <laughs> no, that's why they did that crazy stuff, isn't it? No, I want with a relationship with you. I want to know you more. And I know you're speaking. I know you're moving. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for speaking. Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.